0: Hey cuties, Joyce here. Uh, I just wanted to jump in real quick before the show uh, just to give a big old shout out to our two newest Patreon patrons, uh, Nobilis Reed and Hardcore Kindness. Thank you all so much for the love. We really appreciate the support. If you want to help support us like these fine folks, then join us at patreon.com laughspod. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. Usually we do these kind of things during the show, but... A little peek behind the curtain, we had to record a bunch of stuff ahead of time because Coco's off spending the summer in Alaska, so what are you going to do? Anyway, enjoy the show. Hey, I'm recording. Oh,
1: okay. Simping ain't easy. Simping ain't easy.
0: <laughs> Where, where's our spoken word interjection?
1: It's hard out here for a simp. Simping ain't easy.
0: I don't know what notes you're about this thing, so I'm trying. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you know, what's that thing? There's like an intuition if you do music stuff yeah. that just comes to you. Simping ain't easy. <laughs> simping ain't easy there we go yeah <laughs> i don't know enough about music theory to be able to well, explain just, the finer bits just did it. Yeah. yeah yeah you know oh, to a degree. that's the beauty of music theory is that all the people who can explain it it's like a ton of science and time and energy that goes into it but the majority of the population just instinctually knows it <laughs> it's like the study of why you breathe you know it's kind of like a lot of work went into being like, yeah, yeah, it's just something you do. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Except
1: unless you talk about it and then I have to think about breathing. You
0: know? Don't <laughs> die. Well, now the whole recording is going <laughs> to, the thing you hate the most.
1: Oh, no, You better be into <laughs> breath play because there's a lot of it. Well,
0: there's a lot of breathing on this show. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ho- mm. Hopefully. Yeah. I, I hope that you all are breathing. Um, so yeah, anyway, so I have a little thing before we get on another tangent, I'm going to read y'all, uh, the title of this, uh, and I'll probably read some of the article, but I'm going to read you this headline. Um, uh, one mystery man is responsible for the entire sea monster porn genre. <gasps> what <laughs> okay this, <Papa? laughs> so this is something I stumbled upon ages ago doing monster research. It's on vice, which I have mixed feelings about them as journalists, but that's a another thing, but <clears throat> based on this like article, there's supposedly just this one guy in Germany who commissions different porn uh. Not labels. That's music, um, like porn studios. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, commissions them to do this very, like, pretty much the same kind of format monster porn with the same monster suit every time. Mm. Like, it's very specific. Like, let's see if I can find some interesting info on it. Um. So, so he, he's been commissioning these. For a long time, and that's kind of led to them making others kind of thing um it seems like mainly it's like his stuff like his he is like just i guess got gobs of money because like
1: we mm-hmm. talked about this, didn't we? Didn't I think we I had sent discussion? it to
0: you ages ago, yeah,
1: and it was like, oh we were like, isn't it like the black lagoon type
0: it's it's kind of that vibe, like but you know the creature there's like an image on the website does not look like the creature from Black Lagoon it's a very not good suit (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so much better like it
1: it's a a specific suit though it has to be that suit right
0: yeah did he send the suit did it say Um, or was it they found one and he was like perfect give me just a sec. yeah yeah Mm. because I'm very interested in the idea of him being like I'm sending it along (laughs)
2: I Put made the suit
0: on. because then, then I have to believe that there was like some event where someone in a costume, like a Halloween costume, wore something similar, and he had like a fling with them that night, and it's just stuck. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of deep fear that we all have that we're gonna do one kinky thing one time and be like, oh shit, now that's my th- fucking thing.
1: <laughs> I can't come it.
0: It's like the first time you decide you're going to fuck feet and you're like, Oh man. (laughs) Okay. So what, what I'm finding here is he, he purchased this costume from a place called Zagon studios. Mm -hmm. And in in the article, it's quoted when I emailed Zagon, if that's how you pronounce it to ask if they were aware that one of their costumes had become a feature of a subgenre of fetish porn, a member of the sales and marketing team responded. We did not know that our sea monster costume was being used in pornographic films. We hope the actors find the costume comfortable, easy to wear, and that the audience enjoys the artistic beauty of the costume. Well, hell yeah. That that is the absolute correct response. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting. I hope they enjoy the craftsmanship (laughs) and the comfort of our, you know, custom made monster suits. That is how everyone should react to finding out that some of their artwork is being used in porn. Yeah. I did see too, they said it's impossible to say that he is the only person that does it, but this one person uh, commissions the majority of these porns and like is kind of keeping this genre afloat. Like interesting. some guy in Germany, obviously they're protecting his anonymity, anim- I can't speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so we don't know who he is per se, because you know, no one wants to give his info, but yeah some rando guy it's just like
1: it makes me sad to think that you know at the end of this dude's life we'll not have this genre of monster porn anymore
0: so that's kind of what they talk about in the article too Mm -hmm. because like they kind of talk about towards the end that uh the demand is lessened so they're like what happened to this guy like you know what's up
1: maybe he's got ed and he just can't can't squirt it out anymore
0: maybe or he's running out of money Yeah, Uh probably running out of money. Well, hopefully
1: not that. If he's getting old, he needs that money.
0: (laughs) So he also sends notes. I love your concern. He sends notes to the studios. Uh, One of them says, quote, I just want wide open regular missionary without any fancy variations. Just a lot of angles from that basic pose. Mm -hmm. Either all of the girls and monsters, either all of the girl and monster, mostly the girl and some monster, but never mostly the monster and some girl. (laughs) (laughs) interesting that's really funny it's like all of his kink poured into one thing and it's like otherwise i need it to be strictly vanilla (laughs) like i mean i i get i get the specific specific oh god words today specificity specificity thank you yeah god i'm here for you this like last time, is it going to be like last time where I jumbled over a bunch of words? But anyway, maybe, yes, I understand that. Um, but yeah, it it is also interesting though, too. I kind of get it and don't, it's just like, that's so specific. Yeah. It's just like, this very, like, I mean, it's like, I guess he's like his own filmmaker of his desires. He's just like, he's he's, directing. He's a producer. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. He's just like, okay, this shot here, this lighting, Monster, back up a little bit. You're too much in the frame. More woman. Less <laughs> <Must> monster. <laughs> More woman, More please. woman. Um. Oh, wait. Oh, this one is interesting, too. But if a cock is shown, he prefers the production team use a strap-on monster dildo. Mm-hmm. Like something from Bad Dragon, which oh, wow. I know y'all are both familiar with. <laughs> hmm
1: I felt judgment in that.
0: I no. still, I still really want them to sponsor us. Yes. Sponsor us. Sponsor, sponsor us. us. Google go- go- gobble google <laughs> gobble. Um, he also <sighs> we would give you the best ads. Yeah. I'm just saying, oh if you're God. listening right now, the advertisements we would give would be thorough <laughs> <laughs> and fun. I, and um, I would love to even collaborate on new dildos. Oh. Yes, shit. We can
1: make a whole crypted fucking yeah, line I, of them. Y'all I literally wilding.
0: used to make dildos for my artwork. Like, come along, friends, and and literally come can, along. Can, friends. can we
1: not? Can, can we not start making? Can, never mind. I won't say that in the same uh, spiel as please, bad dragon, uh, sponsor us. But I mean, can we not make our
2: own dildos? <laughs> don't, Just don't
1: create funsies? competition. We're trying to no, get sponsorship. No, yeah. Cut that out. Cut it out. I, I
0: yeah. I, so, you know, from what I know, I'm sure there are other podcasts out there, but there's only like one or two that like sponsorship makes sense with Bad Dragon. Just saying, Bad Dragon, mm-hmm. reach out to us. Yeah. Yeah. Or like one of maybe only two podcasts like yeah. this. So I'm not saying that we are like, you know, enormously popular, but. Come on, we're, we're trying. We could get more popular with some funding. <laughs> <laughs> it would make it a lot easier for me to spend time, you know, like spreading our word and getting us advertisements on other platforms. You know, things that I can't afford to do right now. Yeah, like I just, uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think we, we need it. We need it. <laughs> um, you, you, uh, wholesome horn dogs, ready to get in some monsters? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but you should probably introduce us. I'm going to. Okay. Don't uh, you just worry, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Got a little sidetracked. Mm. Sorry.
1: <clears throat> My bad. Cut that out. Me, 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 me,
2: me.
0: Um, oh. <laughs> hey, hello. Welcome to all you wholesome horn dogs out there. This is Love at First Sighting, sex-positive, kink-friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. I'm Joyce, my pronouns are she, they, and I'm your resident cryptid researcher here with the Monster Book Report. Also joining me is Jim.
1: Hey, I'm Jim. I'm here to bring the monster porn and get y'all horny.
0: Woo! Also joining me is Coco. Hi, I'm Coco, and... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, um, I'm the layman in the ways of cryptids. I like sex. I am horny. Learn. I want to learn. Bring it. Me learn. Me horny. <laughs> me learn. Me horny. Alrighty, sweet. So, uh, today I am bringing you all the Joplin Butterfly people. What? Letting that sink in for Coco specifically. I've never heard of this. I didn't until Jim sent me a gym. Of sorts from the internet, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. So yeah, okay. this this uh-huh. one's kind of interesting. Um, have to admit, like while I was researching, I got a little teary eyed. Um, maybe I'm just sensitive because there is some sadder elements to this story. In saying this, content warning time. So I'm going to talk about natural disasters, death, loss of home, displacement, injuries, surgery, near death experiences, etc that's gonna upset you, maybe skip this one, take care of yourself, I love you. Okay, now, all that out of the way. First, again, I wanna thank you, Jim, for sending this my way, this is super interesting. So on May 22nd, 2011, the city of Joplin, Missouri was hit by a F5 level tornado that destroyed 900 homes, killed 161 people and decimated the landscape. In the aftermath, it seemed that several children and some adults from the community and um, from a variety of social economic backgrounds were reported describing encounters with butterfly people. The stories that children told consisted of winged humanoids with beautiful wings flying overhead during the storm. Many of the children said that they were colorful and pretty, which many theorize is the reasoning behind the name butterfly people. One anonymous witness described the beings as seven to eight feet tall, insect-like beings with wings. T- <laughs> I, I immediately looked at Jim and Jim had bug eyes coming out over there. <laughs> like, oh, we're getting up in my zone. <laughs> the, the wingspan was twice as wide as they were tall. They seemed to give off a light and disappeared in a blink of an eye. This seemed to be the only account, at least I could find, where they were described in this way. It's like insect-like, other than the wings. Uh, Most descriptions are basically human people with butterfly wings. About one half of the children were counseled at Joplin Child Trauma Treatment Centers, set up in the schools afterwards, and the clinic director, Don... Danielle, Yes, Danielle Robinson, heard these stories firsthand from many different children. Many of these children stated that they were somehow that they somehow knew these butterfly people were there to calm them and keep them safe. In many of these accounts, the children say the butterfly people flew down to them during the storm as tornadoes barreled towards them and the entities wrapped them up in their huge wings protectively. These children survived the storm, essentially unscathed. Other stories children said they saw the butterfly people carrying adults and children into the sky. Some children were noted saying the butterfly people were taking them to heaven there are many in the community that that believe the butterfly people were actually angels, um, as people do. No hate. In one story I read a mother and her young daughter abandoned their vehicle and fled as the tornado neared. They had no time to reach any nearby house. So they hit the ground. The mother covered her child and watched as the winds hurtle the car towards them. She braced for impact, but they were not hurt. And the tornado passed over them. The mother was astonished. Her child said, weren't they pretty? The mom looked at the child in confusion and the daughter once again was like, weren't they pretty? Didn't you see the butterfly people? Uh, Also a local pastor also had an encounter with these beings. From the report, the pastor said that he and a group of people took shelter in the church basement. Suddenly the walls of the church started to collapse into the basement. He said that they managed to survive due to the help of six unfamiliar, large men. Which is, Uh, they were very large men and they lifted the walls away, (laughs) allowing the survivors to freely walk out. Six unfamiliar daddies. (laughs) It
2: was,
0: (laughs) it was said that one rescue worker, when the rescue workers arrived, they were dumbfounded and baffled how the churchgoers got out of the rumble. Rumble? Rubble. Rubble. Yeah. Rubble. <laughs> I put rumble on there, but I meant to say rubble. Uh, one adult eyewitness, a Red Cross volunteer claimed to see butterfly people standing near grieving families. Um, so Mason Lillard and her cousin Laje Grisby were with their grandmother sitting in a car in a local Home Depot parking lot when the storm hit. When interviewed about the experience, Lillard quoted saying her grandmother instructed her and her cousin to pray. Not too soon after their prayers, she claimed to have been touched on the shoulder. She said of the incident, I thought I was Lage, but when I turned two angels in robes, one with brown hair and one with blonde hair, she said, it was kind of calming. I knew God was with us and he'd take us to be with him or leave us to do something great. Lillard and Grisby were almost killed when the storm blew over the truck that they were inside. Both narrowly survived, but now are doing great. Um, I kind of, did some deep diving and they seem like they're doing good. Nice. Um, Some sources also know that many of the residents saw or reported seeing bright white lights around them Mm. during the storm. Uh, There is also a book um, (laughs) that I very much would like to get my hands on. Uh, It has a lot of written interviews with eyewitnesses. It's called The Butterflies at the Window, A Story of Butterfly People and Miracles in the Storm by Sandy J. McReynolds. Very interesting interested in reading some more first-hand accounts yeah, yeah. give us money <laughs> patreon um um <clears throat> one last little tidbit a historical marker was erected for the butterfly people on maiden lane north of 26th street gabby street boulevard and joplin not quite sexy like mothman statue just just some plaques but that's nice there are also many gorgeous butterfly people inspired murals it seems that they were painted by a artist named Dave Lowinstein. Lowenstein, Lowenstein. <laughs> and a team around two hundred volunteers. Much That's of the Im- specifically pronounced Lowenstein. You have to say it like that. I apologize. Um, much of the imagery, imagery is inspired by the drawings of the Joplin children after the storm. There's also an episode of Monsters and Mysteries in America that covered the butterfly people that aired in March of 2015 saw some clips on YouTube as I do um <laughs> we're I'm a rough landing but we're almost there so theory time bring us home mm-hmm. i know i know y'all love this bit uh obviously owls, <laughs> what? owls, owls. somehow <laughs> <laughs> i did not read surprisingly i did not read anyone saying owls um yeah. So, you know, first off, a lot of people were were claiming probably delusions brought on by the trauma of the event, which, you know, fair enough. Uh, Mass hysteria, angels, aliens, or some kind of insect-like cryptid. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Nobody said fairies? Fairies. Or fae or something? I'm not kind of that I found in my research. You know, like I said, there's a book on this. Um, you know, if you want more information about all this, maybe, maybe in there. But yeah, strangely enough, not a lot of talk about fairies of the fae. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do the fae count as cryptids? That's an interesting thing because like, you know, if we step out of, if we step into our historian boots, you know, mm-hmm. put our historian hat on, you know, I think it's like the fae, I feel like crossover in like spirituality, but also a little bit of like cryptid kind of like story kind of vibes. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I'm thinking of like the old changeling story where mm-hmm. the kid is taken to the fae wild and then mm-hmm. a, a changeling is returned in its place kind of thing. I don't know it just sounds very cryptid to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say so. Like, it has, it has a cryptid vibe.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, people believe in it, but it can't be proven mm-hmm. one way or the other.
0: I mean, that's that's basically the definition of cryptid. It's yeah. just like some monster that may or may not exist, and there's no proof otherwise, like, either way. I'm just really glad that they now just put so many fun things on our list. <laughs> th- this list...
1: It's a long Mm -hmm. list. It's a
0: long ass list. It's, it grows every day. Like I stumble upon stuff all the time, even when I'm not like doing research, it's just like, I'm on Instagram and someone's like, have you heard of Penelope? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) And then I have to like break from whatever I'm doing and go, like, what is that fucking thing? So yeah, there's some pretty interesting stuff. And like, um, you know, just the, the hits keep on coming. They're, they're there. Yeah. That's but, a really cool one. Yeah. I like, that. I like it too. Like, you know, it, I was a little apprehensive because, you know, obviously it's a pretty tragic kind of event that had occurred. Uh, and I don't want to make light of, you know, these people's, um, tragedy. Yeah. Words are hard, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, probably bad timing to say this, but <laughs> <laughs> do the butterfly people fuck? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, not
1: to make light of tragedy but um, do your saviors like to bone
0: <laughs> well, I mean look everything out there likes to bone whether or not it bones us <laughs> is irrelevant that's true you know like when you're not busy you know being a hero you get your rocks off yeah. whatever yeah there's nothing wrong with that you
1: can do both all heroes both.
0: deserve love and sex. And, and sex. Sexy, sexy time. And yeah. the, when they overlap. Whatever whatever your vibe is. Mm-hmm. You just communicate. Anyway. Do hey, they, they fuck? fuck?
1: Um, I mean, Joyce, I think that you of all people would know.
0: <laughs> the burden of the quill and ink is so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I once again uh, lifted oh it high God. into the sky and crafted oh this God. tale for you all. The burden, oh, it, God. it's my cross to bear. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerds. So, yeah. So, okay. I maybe maybe I shouldn't shoot myself down like this. I don't know if it's Veggie Man level, <laughs> but I did my best. Yeah. Um, no. no, no. No, yeah. yeah. No, it's a okay. choice. You put Pry it away. I know it's going to be fun to read. But yeah, I did never give people the opportunity to be uh, underwhelmed before you even start. I mm, know. it's uh,
1: my that's toxic a also, trait. Yeah. yeah, I also have a difficulty yeah, I get it. with
0: that. Yeah, I know. You've done it to me before. I know, but you like, like write the most of them. It's like, you can't do that every time.
1: <laughs> You're going to hate it. <laughs>
0: <God>. <laughs> I've enjoyed every single thing that you've brought. Yeah. Without a doubt.
1: Well, guess what? Well, never mind.
0: <laughs> you won't next time. <laughs> won't next time. <laughs> the next one's straight up garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, enjoy everybody. I wrote this one.
1: All right. So this is
0: Hold on, sorry. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so this is all about the Joplin butterfly people and it was written by Joyce. The title is Float Like a Butterfly, Sting Like a Peen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Coco must spit out his drink I just got protein shake in my nose God, <laughs> oh, it burns Oh god Do you need medical assistance? Do, do you need her? I need do medical you, assistance I need medical assistance I need blood Human blood I need human blood Alright
1: Sorry Okay Samuel sat hunched over the steering wheel of his F-150, squinting desperately to see the road. The windshield wipers of his truck made a pathetic attempt to give him a clearer view, but the rain was unrelenting. Samuel was damn near certain the rain was blowing horizontally as he watched it pummel his passenger side window. The further he drove into the storm, the more he was convinced this was the worst one he's ever seen. And though driving through this weather felt like a death wish, Samuel continued on anyway. Samuel was a stubborn man, and more often than not, he was prideful to a fault, so he remained undeterred, despite the squall. Suddenly, a streak of fur and antler flashed before him, causing him to furiously turn the wheel of his truck. He did so with the fury of a captain steering a ship. With a rocky entry, Samuel's maneuver landed his truck right smack dab into a ditch. Having sustained a pretty nasty bump to the head in the process, Samuel struggled to survey the damage through the pain. From what he could tell, this ditch was pure mud, most likely a result of the torrential rain. I'm going to need heavy machinery to get out of here, he thought. Samuel fumbled through his wallet for his AAA card, cursing his tendency to hoard receipts and business cards. Finally finding his card.
0: Fucking boomer.
1: <laughs> Listen, I got I was gonna say, fuck yeah, triple A, you gotta have it.
0: No, I mean triple A, yes, but the hoarding the business cards and receipts oh, okay. that feels yeah. very much like it wasn't there a Seinfeld episode about George and his giant wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, sorry. <laughs> oh
1: shit. Finally finding his card, he dialed the number on the back, but this proved fruitless. But this proved a fruitless effort.
0: Damn no. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Damn smartphones. It's too country. (laughs) I mean, it is in, well, is Missouri country? Yeah, Yeah. no, Missouri's got, got some accent. Okay, I can do it. Damn smartphones. They so smart. Why, they never work.
1: He grumbled. Samuel wasn't tech savvy enough to realize that he didn't have a signal. There was not a bar to be had in the storm, for him or for anyone else. Samuel sat there cursing everything and everyone he knew as the rain continued to pound the roof of his truck with a near deafening sound. Before his rage could make him red in the face, Samuel's spiral of anger and frustration was abruptly interrupted by a new noise. The sound was a distant rumbling, akin to a train barreling down the tracks. Samuel turned his head in the direction of the commotion, only to see, to his horror, a large funnel cloud spewing debris coming his way. With little to no options, Samuel got out of his truck and dove headfirst into the mud. Frantically uttering what he figured would be his last words, he exclaimed,
0: Jesus, fuck, fuck, damn it, not like this,
1: no, please. As he cowered in the ditch, he couldn't help but look again in the direction of the twister. This time, though, instead of a tornado, his field of view was filled with a blinding white light. The intensity of the light was so great. He quickly grew dizzy and lost consciousness. After some time, a groggy Samuel was coming to and struggling to pry open his eyes. When he finally managed to do so, he realized the rain had ceased. Of course, that didn't make much of a difference to him at this point. As Samuel felt, he couldn't be any wetter, still on all fours in the mud. Despite feeling sore all over, he eventually found the strength to lift up his head and look around. What he saw left him on the edge of shock. Unsure if he was hallucinating or dreaming, he saw what looked to be large sets of butterfly wings fluttering around his truck, which was now miraculously out of the ditch and parked on the shoulder of the highway.
0: Maybe I... Uh, maybe I hit my head a little harder than I thought. I went real Batman.
1: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: maybe I... Uh, what the fuck voice did I do? Maybe I... Maybe I... Uh, uh, no. Jesus fuck. Yeah, Okay. Maybe I hit my head harder than I thought. Too much for you?
1: No, just... Grizzled daddy. Oh, gri- oh, grizzled dad.
0: Grizzled daddy coming for you.
1: He smells like Stetson and cedar.
0: That's that's my natural odor. <laughs> <laughs> you You love that musk. <laughs> gotta get that musk. Gotta get that mush mush mush.
1: musk, musk, mus. <laughs> he said to himself, looking again in the direction of the truck, Samuel noticed an illuminated mist approaching him. In this haze, he could swear he was seeing a face. The hell? He yelped, and with that the glowing cloud instantly dissipated. In utter bewilderment, Samuel sat while trying to wrap his head around what he had witnessed. After some time, he decided sitting in the mud wasn't helping him solve this mystery and lifted himself out of the muck. Fearing his truck may now be haunted, Samuel cautiously approached it. (laughs) Sorry. I'm the ghost of Mm F-150.
0: Joyce just tickled by her own joke. I love it. (laughs) Can't help it. Mm -hmm.
1: He tiptoed around the perimeter, but all he found was a couple of dents and cake dirt from the ditch. Seemingly ghost free, he hopped into the cab and put the key in the ignition. To Samuel's relief, the truck rumbled back to life and he headed for home. After downing a family sized microwave meal and taking a much needed shower, Samuel laid silently on his bed, not even bothering to get under the covers. He laid there turning over the events of the day. His inner dialogue cycled through questions like, How did I get here? what happened to the tornado? And did I really see faces in that fog? As time passed, these questions started to become muddled as Samuel drifted off to sleep. He was so tired that he wasn't even phased by the AC unit's chilly wind blowing over his nude, exposed body. That night, he dreamed of things he never dreamt of before. Samuel could tell something was different about this dream. Very different, in the dream, he was standing nude in the middle of a meadow of long green grasses. He watched the blades sway in the wind as they tickled his thighs. I wonder if they're tickling anything. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yum, 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 yummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We'll find out.
1: Everything in this landscape seemed to glow gold due to a sun that was near setting, and Samuel could swear he felt its warmth. Though the strangest thing by far in this dream was the flying people, naked and gorgeous as they swirled about the sky. From what Samuel could tell, each of them was carried by giant butterfly wings, allowing them this graceful gift of flight. More startling than their anatomy was the fact that one of the figures seemed familiar to him in some way. Catching each other's gaze, the being floated down and hovered closer to him, giving them each a better look at each other. Samuel looked upon this person who seemed to sparkle in the light. He was entranced by the figure's blonde hair blowing gently in the breeze. It waved at such a rhythm that Samuel wondered if everything was moving in slow motion. As Samuel slept, his chest slowly rose and fell, as you might expect. But that wasn't the only part of him moving in this manner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You gave me an eyebrow. Of course I'm going to (laughs) giggle.
1: His growing erection closely mimicked the movements of his breath lightly twitching as it grew harder. And with each throb of his cock, the tip glistened a little more with precum. In the dream space, Samuel stepped closer to the winged being, unsure how to feel. He is a mix of awe, fear, and what could only be arousal. The realization of the latter embarrassed him and made Samuel all too aware of his nudity in this space. The being before him didn't seem to bat an eye as they came down closer to him and caressed his face with a hand a hand that Samuel found impossibly soft. Samuel watched their shimmering lips, too distracted by how much they turned him on to make out the words they were forming. Samuel suddenly realized that this was the face, the face from before, the face he saw in the mist. Almost as quickly as he made this connection, Samuel was jolted awake, breathing heavily and covered in sweat. He also noticed a sizable wet spot near his crotch
0: the hit, no <laughs> please don't go nope nope <laughs> the hell is i have please don't go next
1: is there not a goddamn it
0: no okay can so you I give say us say a goddamn it. it yeah
1: it, it, he whispered
0: whispered oh goddamn
1: it he whispered as he got up to find some paper towels he stumbled through the pitch blackness of his apartment all the while plagued by images of that face The face he saw on the side of the road. The face he saw again just now. Samuel dried up the mess as best he could and climbed back into bed. Sleep didn't come easy this time, but eventually Samuel dozed off again. The next morning, the light of the sun seeped in through the blinds, nudging Samuel awake. His daily struggle to get out of bed proved harder than usual. He felt like he had been hit by a truck, which, when he thought about it, wasn't too far off. Samuel rubbed his head, remembering smacking it on the steering wheel during yesterday's chaos. He was still in a bit of pain, but not so much that he couldn't power through. Like most days, the thirst for coffee was the thing that pulled him from his bed. Samuel listened to the gentle gurgle of his coffee pot as he threw on some underwear, a white t-shirt, and some slacks. He shuffled into the kitchen and pulled out his white coffee mug. This ivory-colored mug was permanently stained a light brown on the inside indicating its frequent use. Samuel didn't really have other mugs. He lived alone and figured there wasn't much of a point in getting more coffee cups. It was his favorite mug and worked just fine for him. He never really cared for stuff and only really bought what he needed. While his coffee cooled, Samuel looked down at his cup and found a, and found himself staring into the black liquid. He zoned out as he looked at his reflection, looking back up at him. Samuel tested his coffee with a small sip but it was still far too hot to drink. He looked down again into his cup, but this time, he saw a different face. Doing a double-take, Samuel put his face deeper into the mug to examine the reflection. Through the steam, he once again saw a familiar sight. It was the face from yesterday. It was the face from his dream. Now in his coffee. Please don't go, he pleaded. Realizing the absurdity of what he was doing, Samuel shook his head, feeling like a plum fool for talking to a cup of coffee. Oh, shit, he thought out loud. Samuel shrugged it all off his foolishness and dreams and decided to get on with his day. After finishing a couple more cups of coffee, downing some toast, Samuel made his way toward the door. He figured running some errands would get his mind off all he's been through. Freshly retired, Samuel's days usually consisted of pretty mundane things. He takes trips to the grocery store, grabs lunch at a diner, or occasionally makes the trek to visit his grandchildren a city over. He did what he could to fill his days. Today, Samuel needed groceries, so he thought hitting up the store would be a good start. As he made his way to the grocery store, he passed the various buildings decorated by butterfly imagery. Decorated by butterfly em- em- <laughs> Emergency. Emergency. <laughs> <laughs> decorated by butterfly imagery. He wasn't here for it. Oh. (laughs) He's not here for this butterfly shit. (laughs) He
0: fucking hates it.
1: (laughs) He wasn't here for it, but he knows enough about Joplin to know these murals are reminders of the devastating storm of 2011. Samuel found himself in this city sometime after they started to rebuild. The reconstruction effort brought many jobs, some of which Samuel worked as he settled into his new home. Usually, he doesn't think much of these colorful wall paintings, but today, they drew his mind back to his odd visions. He kept seeing the butterfly people. His mind drifted to the feeling of the figure's gentle hands, to the image of their pursed lips. Much to Samuel's surprise, his pants grew tighter with these thoughts. He was so thrown off by this that he almost ran a red light, but slammed on the brakes in the nick of time, nearly giving himself whiplash. Samuel knew it had been a bit of a dry spell, but fantasizing about some naked fairies. What the hell's wrong with you, he thought. He decided taking a different way home might be wise. With another successful day of errands under his belt, Samuel once again dined on a freezer meal for dinner and made his way to the shower. Samuel stood there, soaking up the hot water, and let his mind wander as it cascaded over him. He thought again of the person with the butterfly wings. Samuel examined the image of them in his mind. He worked on conjuring conjuring up their figure, remembering their shining skin, their full breasts, and the rest of their curves. Samuel so desperately wanted to feel the softness of their body. He wanted to kiss the surface of their skin. He wanted to lightly brush the slope of their back with his fingers. What he wouldn't give to feel those lips, he thought. As Samuel's pining to touch every inch of the butterfly person grew, so did his erection. His dick was so hard, it was almost painful. He looked down at it and noticed the head had turned purple, had turned a purple hue, it was so hard. With some hesitation, Samuel sheepishly gripped his cock. He gently started stroking with his now overly red hands, which were practically scalded from the hot water exposure. Samuel couldn't help but feel like a schoolboy, indulging in in their only moments of privacy. He tried to keep stroking, but he couldn't shake the feeling of embarrassment despite his intense arousal. Feeling a bit shameful and defeated, Samuel released his cock and hung his head down, softly shaking it back and forth. Samuel didn't masturbate much, if ever. Whenever he thought of it, he'd remember what the nuns from his early school days used to say. They referred to they referred to it as an ugly activity. Sinful even. Samuel wasn't a religious bullshit. man. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, Yeah, like, it's definitely bullshit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just wanted to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Samuel wasn't a religious man per se, but shame is hard to erase, which is Valid. Valid, true, very much.
0: Mm. Yeah. And also still bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Looking down at his feet, watching the water go down the drain, Samuel felt more lonely than he had in a long time. He was beginning to worry about himself, getting so bothered by these wet dreams about fairies and whatnot. Maybe I should get out more, he wondered. As Samuel scrutinized his social life, or lack thereof, he suddenly felt like someone was in the room. He looked up, but could only see the steam from the shower water. I've been in here long enough, he thought to himself. As Samuel was about to reach for the faucet handle, he saw something in the steam. The watery haze acted like a curtain, as it suddenly seemed to part to reveal the figure, now here with him in the shower. Samuel stood aghast, nearly clutching his heart from the shock. The figure reached out their hand and gently brushed his face, instantly putting him at ease. Samuel put his hand on their face, holding it tenderly. The figure responded by nuzzling the inside of his palm. May I? He said in his kindest tone. The being nodded affirmingly, and Samuel came in for a kiss. The kiss was slow and fluid, as they savored the sensation of each other's lips. To Samuel, their lips were like silk and felt better than he imagined. Pausing only to breathe and look at each other, they would quickly find themselves enveloped in another kiss, embracing each other with tangled limbs. Samuel couldn't help but be quite aware of the feeling of his erection rubbing against this figure's skin, as it shifted around between them. When they finally released each other, it seemed the being, too, took notice of Samuel's enlarged girth. Slowly and delicately, the figure bent down on their knees looked up at Samuel and then to his dick. Running a finger up and down the length of his shaft, the figure gave a teasing smirk. Samuel sensed the precum already collecting at the tip. The figure started by giving the length of Samuel's erection kisses, taking their time with each one as they made their way up to the head. The figure again looked up at Samuel before licking the dew from the tip of his penis with an unhurried lapping of their tongue. Samuel shuddered <laughs> in pleasure.
0: Sorry. Coco's making faces over
1: here. Yum, 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 yummy. (laughs) Yum, 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 yummy. (laughs) Oh, let me lick up your, let me lap up your dew.
0: Shlorp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The being took a moment to prep themselves by tucking their hair behind their ears, then kissed the head of Samuel's phallus. The kiss was as slow and methodical as the ones before it, a teasing pace which only increased Samuel's arousal. Seeing their lips and on his cock was almost enough in its own to make him come. Almost as if they were reading his thoughts, the figure took nearly the entirety of his length in their mouth, with clasped fingers jerking at the base. Samuel's eyes started to flutter now from the pleasure, so rapidly so he could barely see the figure's head bob up and down on his cock. Samuel had to lean against the shower wall now, as he was struggling to stand. The figure continued their voracious sucking. And all he could do is make sure not to topple over. The sensations coming from his groin were so overwhelming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The faces being made over there—sorry, those are overwhelming as well. Just like oh, oh, my,
2: (laughs) oh my,
0: I love. Sweaty basketball players. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my! Never heard that. Just George Decay. Yeah, I know the "oh my" bit, but the the sweaty basketball players. Yes, that was a part of it. Okay, I love sweaty basketball players. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Don't we all?
1: The sensation coming from his groin was so overwhelming. Samuel didn't even notice the hot water or the touch of the figure's hands on the, backs, on the back of his thighs. All his attention was on his throbbing dick filling the figure's mouth. Samuel's body tensed and his back arched as he felt his climax approaching. He was basically on tiptoes with his head tilted back as far as it could go. With his eyes so firmly shut due to everything he was experiencing, Samuel could only imagine the being's pace sucking. He reveled in the idea of the repetitive movements of their head in his lap. His mind finally came. (laughs) Sorry.
0: His mind came. (laughs) His mind came. We've all had a mind come.
1: (laughs) His mind finally went blank as he let go with an uncontrollable moan that bordered on a scream. Samuel came. The release felt more like an explosion as he felt the hot rush of semen burst from him. Samuel worried about the amount of it as it seemed to just keep coming. But the the being appeared unfazed as they continued to suck to extend Samuel's pleasure. Samuel was awash with relaxation as the figure finally took his spent cock from their mouth. He watched as the figure politely wiped their mouth with a hand and stood back up. After a noisy climax that surely woke the whole neighborhood, Samuel about collapsed into the tub. If it wasn't for the being catching him. He was much like a rag doll in their arms as he looked at them sweetly. Samuel's face at this point consisted of eyes with droopy lids and a tiny smile. The figure looked back at him, giggling silently. On shaky legs, he stood up on his own again. Samuel, a little rough around the edges, but always the gentleman, then took his turn and got on his knees. He looked up in question, and the being placed a hand on the back of his head in affirmation, pressing his face into their vulva. The figure pressed his head deep into their lips, causing Samuel's mouth to spread their labia. Samuel took in the smell and wetness, which perked up his deflated member. Although a little out of practice, Samuel found his rhythm and began swirling and flicked his tongue about, making occasional large swipes up the slit into the clit. A few moments of this and the beings started whimpering and moving their hips. If he wasn't so lost in his pursuit, Samuel would have been taken aback since this was the first sound the figure had uttered, but he was far too busy rooting around in the figure's crotch to care about anything else. Samuel wanted to be swallowed by their opening and never leave. Soon, the being let out a series of moans that was almost melodic, and it was the only song Samuel ever wanted to hear again. With this, he hurried his pace, running his hands up the figure's thighs and up to to their ass. As he traced the curves in his mind, he realized to his surprise that he was fully erect again. The figure was wiggling a lot more now, and with more force. Samuel knew they were almost there as their fingers became entwined in his hair. Both of them continued their dance. Samuel buried in the being's crotch and the being with shifting hips when suddenly the figure, with back arched, nearly froze save a mild shaking. The being's legs rapidly shook as they stood there, mouth agape in a silent gasp. Samuel felt a flood of warm liquid splash him in the face, and he was sure it wasn't shower water. After three mighty thrusts of their hips, the being released Samuel's head and stepped back, looking like they might fall this time. Samuel stood up and brought the being to his chest. They looked at one another, studying each other's eyes. The being gave Samuel one last peck on the mouth, ending with a look that could only mean goodbye. Samuel felt a sadness as the being wiped what could have been shower water, possibly a tear, from his face. The being placed a hand on his chest, and he somehow knew it would be okay. And with that, they disappeared as swiftly as they came, back into the mist. If he hadn't used all the hot water, Samuel would have stayed longer to take in all that just happened. But the shower was now icy cold. Samuel turned off the shower reluctantly, dried his wrinkly skin, and made his way to the bedroom. Finally crawling into bed, Samuel sighed and closed his eyes with the hope he'd see a familiar face.
0: Wah-wah. Lovely. The I really like that. I wrote it. Yeah. Old people
1: need love, too. Yeah.
0: yeah. I had to... Okay, I'm going to admit something that's going to make me look stupid, but... I had to Google to make sure that, like, a person of the age that was writing could still get an erection. Oh, yeah. Which anyone of any age, by the way, if you don't know, can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I figured. But, you know, I like to double check my facts for someone's like, well, actually, they're too old. I like, just read a thing recently. It was a, uh, it was some meme post, but mm-hmm. uh, someone said... Uh, though the wrapper might be wrinkly, the candy's just as sweet. I sent you that. <laughs> That's, okay. I was like, I can't remember where it came because from. Because
1: above that said, old pussy is better than no pussy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's good. Also, I was stifling laughter uh, during the eat out part because when it said the, the moaning was uh, almost melodic, mm-hmm. I just imagined it being like, No, I just imagine this being being very uh, angelic, per mm -hmm. like the story. So I was like, that seems right. A moan that's like it's not.
2: Oh, oh.
0: no, (laughs) not quite like that, but maybe. That
2: feels great.
0: Some of us like some noise. So yeah, for, for those folks who also like noise, put that in there for you. I like to imagine that opera singers hit just uh. wild notes while they're in the middle of <laughs> maybe.
2: Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if it's two of them, they like harmonize. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, that there, there's some of that story that's based on personal
1: experience. Excuse me. <laughs>
0: Dun, You'll dun, never dun, know which part.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which part?
0: It was the haunted truck, <laughs> the
1: haunted yep. F one hundred and fifty. My truck
0: <laughs> <laughs> flew, flew to heaven. I don't know. <laughs> no, the uh, the the shower blow job and almost falling over, but also being very loud, mm-hmm. not work waking neighbors, but. I'll tell you after the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Woke somebody. Woke some, it it brought attention to somebody. um, Oh, yeah. For sure. (laughs) Nice. But yeah. Lovely. Beautiful. So, yes, I would. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that
0: was a great, mm
1: -hmm. I was actually honestly surprised that, that the butterfly person was, had like a femme, had a femme body. Why is that? I don't know. I just kind of assumed that it would have a wiener.
0: That's a classic gem right there.
1: <laughs> no, not everyone has. Not everyone has to have a wiener.
0: I know, yeah. you you have written a lot of wiener stories. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I think like, and maybe I mean I'm an amateur uh, <laughs> right now as far as monster erotica, but like I think it the the inclination to write a creature with a dick is strong. Yeah. Like, as soon as you start writing, you're like, it's got to have a penis, you know?
1: Yeah, well, you think, like, big monster thing. Penetration. Gonna have a big monster penis. Well,
0: yeah. yeah. And I think, like, when people think monster, they automatically think domination. Like, the they're mm. going to be in, like, the more assertive role or whatever. So it's mm. like an inherent, um, I guess, sexism or heteronormativity. Ooh. Ooh. I'm doing it now. Heteronormativity. Yeah. Just this, like, Well, if it's dominant, then it has to have a penis kind of thing or be Mm. a penetrator. Yeah. It just, it's hidden somewhere in the back of the brain. You don't even realize you're doing it. Yeah. You don't need a dick to be up top. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Would
1: Joyce fuck the b- butterfly? Hell yeah, yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure Joyce yeah. would. Yeah. I think so. I listen to that story and I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, Joyce would. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I, I obviously, I enjoy a good blowjob, but it's not like, I don't think I enjoy it as much as other people do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about it as much. Like, there can be good ones and like, obviously it can also be an integral part to foreplay. Um, but it's like, you, You'd be surprised. A lot of people with penises that I know have said very similar things. Yeah. But it's it's not necessi- It's not bad. Like, they obviously enjoy yeah. it, but it doesn't fully simulate. Like, it, there's always still a little bit. Of, I guess if you're more of a person who likes to top or dom, yeah, yeah. you can get something out of the, like, power dynamic. But. I could see that for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, but, like, I think, it, it, like, as I get older, I'm like, yeah it's nice but like it doesn't it's not to the extent that other people think it's nice Mm. Mm. yeah so it was kind of funny that i found myself writing this kind of vibe like i said it does come from personal experience um but uh yeah i would definitely be into that be into i also really like the um getting your face shoved into uh Mm-hmm. a vulva. Mm-hmm. That's yes, a, that's yep. a nice thing. Yep. Just, Here we go. Just <laughs> dive right in, <laughs> yeah. head first.
1: Well, there was some vor elements. I felt like, like oh, the swallowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just want to be. You
0: just want to be up in there. Like you just want to be. Str- you want to be there forever. <laughs> <laughs> Let me Knock <on. laughs> knock. Knock knock. That again. I've talked about that before. That like. Uh oh, I think I talked about when we talked about Vor on the show, maybe just this like when you're especially before you start having sex, there's like a feeling of like there is no amount of closeness that will satisfy how I feel mm. right now. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Alrighty. Spittoons full. Spitoon, <laughs> yeah. God, is I'm sorry. Full. It's all mine. I think I think everyone contributed as we do. But yeah. <sighs> Special thanks as always for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at laughspod. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. you can also find us on Instagram at love at first sighting. Um, catch episodes wherever you hear podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, etc. We also have a website. It's laughspod.com. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D.com. You find about us, you find our cryptid Cupid submission form you can send us porn you wrote, porn someone else wrote, or feedback. We like that too. We also got a Patreon. Like everyone else, we need money to make things happen. But we also just need money to, you know, give us more time to dedicate to this. Because we really love it. We love doing it. But, you know, it... Coco broke. <laughs> don't pay the bills. <laughs> you don't pay the bills. And we Coco got bills so because we live in a capitalist society, capitalist hellscape. So please help us out if you like this show. Like even if it's the smallest level, we don't care. We appreciate it forever and ever in our love. Um, I will literally weep. <laughs> I, I probably would too at this point. Yeah, I, actually, I'm <laughs> We're not desperate, we but would, please give us money. It's not, a, it's not a desperation thing. It's just the idea of someone supporting the show would, I know. would make me tear up. Yeah, yeah, I think like that more so than the monetary uh, yeah. Yeah. benefit would That's make why, me Like If it too. was $1, I would be like, this is so nice. <laughs>
2: our fans, we have real fans. <laughs> we have they they real like fans. fans. <laughs> they really like me.
0: But you know what, whether you donate or not, we really appreciate you because we know there are people listening and yeah. we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also, if you like our podcast, we think you're going to like Nobilis Erotica. Um, I know that Jim wanted us all to attempt to read this. So should I start and then y'all can pick up? Yeah. Okay. So I'll go, I'll go second. Okay. Okay, sweet. So yeah, Nobilis Erotica, it's pretty similar to ours. Nobilis Erotica is the best science fiction and fantasy erotic short story anthology podcast in the known universe. Mainly because it's the only one.
1: Unfortunately, that also makes it the worst science fiction <laughs> and fantasy erotic short story anthology podcast in the known universe. Decide for
0: yourself at nobilis dot com or search for nobilis. That's n o b i l i s in your favorite podcatcher. So yeah, catch it. It's it's pretty good. We've it's been good listening. St- mm-hmm. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, we we love it. Um, love Con- to see it. Contentical or consentical. Consentical. Yeah. 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 <laughs> consentical is a word that it comes up and y'all need to get in on it we very much appreciate that Mm -hmm. here
1: yeah it's uh there's a lot of um it's it's a lot more like sci-fi than what we've been doing yeah but like it's still i mean i could i could i don't know just cut that i don't know
0: (laughs) but no i think like it is very much in line with the stories that we tell um you know is just in a sci-fi setting but like we ain't against that. Send us sci-fi stories. Yeah, we do Or
1: fantasy. Yeah. Like.
0: Well, technically, everything we've done would fall under science fiction. This is true. At this yeah. point, because you can't prove, disprove. So it's yeah, both yeah. science fiction and possibly real accounts. Oh, ho, ho, ho. But yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Tell tell your friends to listen to that show. Tell your friends to listen to our show. But if there's nothing else. Watch the shadows, sweeties.
1: Stay horny, babes. Mm.
0: <laughs> I had something I forgot what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go lap up some dew. <laughs> anyway, it's a good one. All
2: right. Oh, I love you.